Hello, and welcome to Warriors Fans Anonymous. We're a call-in service that fans, or bandwagon fans, of the Warriors can call in and complain, just vent, or have a therapy-type session with one of our trained professionals. Our team consists of Knicks fans, Suns fans, and Memphis fans, all of which who have experienced being fans of teams who have consistently been bad. Let's take a listen and see how some of the calls are doing. Thank you for calling Warriors Fans Anonymous. How can we help? Hi, yes, uh, I'm calling in. I'm just bummed about our team, man. Like, we started at the top, now we're here. We started at the top, now only the injured players are gone and only the rookies are here. What? Well, staying on the bandwagon when the team is going south is the first step in becoming a real fan. We're proud of you. It's just tough, man. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Like, we have our best players injured, and then our other best players injured, and then Draymond is injured sometimes. I really don't know if he's injured or not, but... And all these rookies, they're just starting. It's not fair. It's not fair. Actually, it's completely fair. There are many people who have been fans of the worst team in the NBA, but that means there can be a rebuild for both your team and yourself to become a better fan. With our process, one in three bandwagon fans become real fans. And one in three? Did you, three and one? Did you just say three and one? Oh, three no. and one? Sir, sir, stay on the line. I'm going to talk you through it. It will be all okay. Three and one? The Warriors did not blow a three-one lead. We beat LeBron. We beat LeBron. Sir? Sir, are you there? Okay, let's look on Twitter because that's that's usually where they go to blow up, blow some steam off. Live from South Carolina, it's Cardboard Box Eats. Cardboard Box Eats. Play that saxophone. Have you ever heard of an armchair quarterback? It means someone has an opinion but doesn't necessarily participate in the sport. But it also means that they care enough about the sport to discuss it and try to make it better. In our basketball world, we call this cardboard box seats. We see the game from afar like true fans, but we always show up with the same intensity as if we were at the games ourselves. We don't have the money or the connections like the other talking heads on TV, but we do have some ideas which might seem too out there, and honestly, we've got opinions which might change. Either way, we have fun, so come and watch the game with us from our cardboard box seats. Where did that voice come from? I don't know. It just... <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like it was fitting, though. It was. It was absolutely <laughs> I, like, started with a completely different voice, and then that one adapted. I'm like, we're going. We're keeping with this one. <laughs> we're going and adapted. Oh, man. All right, guys. Welcome back to another fun-filled adventure of Cardboard Box Seats. We're happy to have you listening in today. we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about with you. Nick's here. Gabe's here. I don't even know where that came from. Is that like a seal? Is that? It uh, sounds like yeah. a seal to me. Or a walrus? Like I don't know. You just Some described sort of a, a larger seal. Come on, man. Um. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, starting off as our typical in our typical way, staying relevant. Um, we just wanted to give an update from our last episode. We had a great time with Chris Denari. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go and listen to it. It's uh, it's been our our most popular by far. Um, he's the play by play announcer for the Pacers right now, and he had some inside stories about Darius Rucker and and Larry Bird and even even players on the Pacers team. Imagine that. 
Um, but he, he's, he's fun. He was, he was a great sport. Um, he taught, there's a lot more work than I thought there would be being a play by play announcer, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it was crazy how much work actually like, goes into it that we didn't know a lot of behind the scenes dudes talking for probably like six hours straight. It's crazy. He's probably got the strongest vocal cords yeah. anywhere, but anyway, so go check that out. It's a good one, but yeah, there's going to be more interviews to come. We got a, we got a good lineup of, um, other people in the organization, we're trying to get players right now, but right now we have a lot of people who work for the organization and it's going to, honestly, we're really excited for some of these things. So yeah, go check that episode out. Yeah, it was great talking to Chris. Yeah, be sure to check it out. So now diving into the league, we're going to talk about our boy, not really our boy. Not really. I, I, I'll i be honest, I got called out on Twitter a million and a half times for criticizing him, so. Carmelo Anthony. Mellow, mellow. In case you haven't heard, he just started back playing after over a year. When Houston dropped him, essentially. It's been a year? Over a year, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, crazy. He's now back playing, which is great for him, I guess. Um, he's with the Trailblazers. <laughs> oh, man. Slight shade there. I mean, honestly, he hasn't been that bad. That first game, um, he went 4 for 14, and that's when I was like, uh. He also fouled out and had five turnovers. But it, like you said, it was his first game. And they lost the game. So, and, I yeah, mean. And they lost the game. Yeah, okay. Also, I'm pretty sure Damian Lillard was sitting out that game. So, is that unlike him? I mean, doesn't isn't he normally sitting out most games? What are you talking even about? When he's playing. Oh, that this year it's been a little different, but typically he's pretty good about that. He usually shows up in the ha- latter half of the season <laughs> when the playoffs start. Yeah, uh, yeah, ending careers in o- OKC and then ending his career in Oakland. Right. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. I don't even know what that's referenced to. Just him losing all the, every time they go to the Warriors. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know what you meant. I thought you meant like where he's from. I was like, dude. Oh, no, no, no. That's kind of savage. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. It's his rapping career. He's got to focus on that right now. Well, if we want to argue that, I definitely think he lost to Shaq. So maybe that's why he's playing bad. He's just used to losing right now. He's on a losing streak. <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's in a slump. He'll, he'll get out of it. He'll get out of it. So Carmelo to the Trailblazers, what do you think? Yay? Nay? Hopefully he starts doing better and then can bring the team out of the bottom of the West right now. So Yeah, they're at the bottom of the West right now. Uh, I don't really know what's going on uh, besides Damian Lillard not playing that well or even playing at all, like you were saying. I don't know what they need to fix. And I think that's why they brought in Carmelo Anthony, obviously, because they needed something. I think the uh, biggest problem is they traded away Miles Leonard and... I mean, they just lost everything then. You think that's what it is? <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> well, only time will tell. Um, on the other hand, teams that are doing exceptionally well, the Lakers and the Celtics seem to be in pristine condition. Both of them are sitting in the the, the tops right now uh, of the conference. And a lot of people have been talking like, yeah, this, this reminds me of a Showtime era. This reminds me of this. This reminds me of that. It's like, oh, no. oh yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely, I mean, I've started growing a fro and a mustache and wearing short shorts and high socks just to throw it back, you know? Okay, Jackie Moon. <laughs> So the Celtics, they are playing like no one expected them to. I had them finishing at third, and obviously things can change, but I never thought they would be ahead of the Bucks or even the 76ers for that matter. What do you think is going right for that Celtics team? I mean, maybe it is. We, we gave them a hard time not doing well in the FIBA tournament. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they have that chemistry. Uh, Brad Stevens is a great coach like we've seen in the past several years. So, I mean, he's definitely working with them well. So 
put together like a ragtag group of guys, I mean, they're, they're performing pretty well. So That's true. And Kimball Walker, he's making strides over there. It's great. Yeah. And then the Lakers. I think we all expected the Lakers to do pretty well, but maybe not this well. Yeah. The clip, we, we everyone thought the Clippers, I mean, Paul George and uh, Kawhi, but who knows? I mean, right now the Lakers are doing better. Right. It's crazy. It is crazy. Also, fun side note, the Lakers have the easiest first 17 games or something like that. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's what it might be. Once they start playing, I don't know, a a fully healthy Clippers team, I think that's obviously going to be a sellout game for sure. But who knows? With load management, Kawhi Leonard might just sit out that game. (laughs) He did it against the Bucks. He didn't want to face Giannis. He knows what's happening. Kyrie's sitting out like five games coming up. Yeah. And one of those games is when they come back to Boston. So hmm. he, didn't, he didn't want to get his feelings hurt. He didn't want to be booed. Coincidence? I think not. Next, we're going to talk about injuries. So, I mean, it's crazy how many injuries have been just starting out the season. Bro, like, it is wild. At one point, the Pacers had equal injured players to available players for a game. That That's when you know something's going wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. But is this is this like a fluke? I don't know. Is it is it maybe... Is load management a problem? Is that why so many people are getting injured? But it's or should we so encourage early that in more? the season. I don't know. Did, were they just not having a good offseason to strengthen back up for the season? But then you have like crazy injuries like Kimball Walker running into his yeah. teammate and then concussion protocol. Like That's that was, awful. That was wild because it looked a lot worse than a concussion. And when I saw the video, I was like, oh, oh no. I was very, yeah. very worried. Um, someone likened it to the, uh, I believe Ryan Shazier or Shazier, uh, who was um, ended up being paralyzed. He's he's recovered since then, but it's a, it's a scary injury when any sort of head injury is scary. But when they kind of go into that kind of stiff state, ugh, it's 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 scary. It's scary for sure. But on top of that, there's been a lot. There's actually been a lot of concussions, um, and there's also been a lot of hand injuries, like fractures. And I'm talking big name players too, Steph. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Gordon Hayward. What's going on? This is crazy to me. It's all shooting the ball too much. (laughs) (laughs) Their hands on fire. (laughs) And it was after Gordon Hayward was doing, he had a great, he had a great start to the season. He was doing really good. See, correlation equals causation. Yep, you're right. (laughs) Shout out Dr. Bossy. (laughs) Shout out Jen. (laughs) So yeah, I, I think, I don't know if... The off-season point you brought up is a very good point. I think there could be an issue in the off-season. A lot of those players, uh, or some of those players, rather, they did play in the FIBA tournament, um, like Miles Turner, uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Those are the two that came to mind. They were playing in FIBA. Um, also Kimball Walker, but that was un- unrelated, kind of. Um, but, yeah, I, maybe but 82 games have been around for a while, so that's what makes me think it's not that as well as that it's in the early in the season, so... It's not really a lot. You know what I mean? It's only been maybe 20 games, less than 20 games. I wonder if there, if there was, if there, like, speaking seriously, if, if there is a correlation between players who, like, are the star player on the team and are more injury prone just because they're having to put more effort in compared to, like, players who are, like, on, let's say, the Celtics right now or the, the Lakers right now who have multiple teammates who, who are of that high caliber, you know? How many people are going to be injured then? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, obviously, usage, yeah, how much the team is using you, that's that's going to play a big role because obviously then you'd be playing more minutes and holding the ball more. So yeah, I, I mean, I think that's 
that's a, a good argument as well. Does something have to change, though? I don't know. We should talk to Adam. Yeah. See what he thinks. We'll text Mr. Silver. Maybe he'll respond if we call him Mr. Silver instead of Adam. The commish. The commish. We'll yeah. find out. <laughs> so there's kind of been this battle between Harden and Giannis in the offseason. Like, I earned the MVP, but I got the MVP. Ooh. Tit for tat. Blah, 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 blah. Harden's been going crazy. He's shooting the ball a lot more efficiently than I expected him to be, and he's, he's he leads the league in points per game, but he also has the most free throw attempts per game. So about a third of his points come from the free throw line. What do you think about that? It's crazy because, I mean, he's at the line half the time, so he should be getting more points, but... Right? Exactly. <laughs> no, I think I think he, he's able to to get the opposing player to, to hit him as he's going for the shot. I mean, it's crazy. It's working for him. So he's able to go to the line. Um, some people don't like it the way he shoots like that, but I mean, he it's working. So yeah. it's crazy because like Russell Westbrook's on the team too. So he doesn't have to like carry the team, but he still, he still is essentially. So, I mean, some could argue that because Russell, Russell Westbrook is on the team, he has to carry the team. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Big yikes. But yeah, so Giannis, on the other hand, um, he does get to the free throw line. However, he airballs quite a few of them. Yikes. But on the other hand, his three-pointers have started showing up. And I think that's begun to take, the the league has begun to take notice, which is important. Um, how often he does it? Mm, not, not really often. But he recently had a monster triple-double of 24 points, 19 rebounds, and 15 assists, which was a career high. This 15 assists, I think, reflects more of the shooting consistency of the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to call it right now, who would get MVP, Harden or Giannis? Or who's it's the better whoever, player? Like, well, it's, it's whoever the media wants, right? Isn't, isn't that what Harden says? Um, is that what you're going to start saying? Yeah, I am. I'm just going to oh, start, j- jump on that bandwagon. I'm going to say neither. You're going to say neither? Just, just for fun. Okay, okay. Speak, speaking of neither, maybe this is your third option. Yeah, it's true. Luca, man, he's been going off recently. He has. He's had 300 points, 100 assists, and 100 rebounds over the last 10 games, and he becomes the fifth player in NBA history to average a 30-point triple-double over a 10-game span. If I'm being honest, I did not expect these type of numbers from him. I knew, obviously, he was capable of, capable of it because he, he has gotten triple doubles in the past and he's played very at a very, very high level. But I did not think he would snap like this. Second season, man. It's his second it's season. It's only his second season. Are you a Mavericks fan now? I'm, I'm just saying I'm like, I'm a fan of greatness. Yeah. Oh, so. okay. Okay. Good cop out. I did see something funny that was like, man, Mavs fans have it so lucky. They got... Dirk for 20 years, and now they're going to have Luka for another 20 Dude, years. But really, though. Yeah. But really, though. And if Porzingis sticks around, I mean. I think he will. Like we've talked about it before, they could have all of Europe on that <laughs> they team. They could. I think they will, but Luka definitely has begun to overshadow Porzingis. And I think Porzingis is still in his head as far as his injury goes. He said it in a couple of interviews. He's still trying to find, like, what feels right with his knee. So we haven't seen him put up those dominant numbers. And then you also got to think of, like, Luka clearly has the ball more. Especially when they're blowing out the, the Warriors by, like, 150 points or something like that. Nick has left the chat. <laughs> Dang. Bye, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it. like I said, it's second season, so I'm sure like, like he'll, he'll do great things this That's year. Right. But in exciting news, <laughs> the 76ers are now 1-0 when Ben Simmons makes a three. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> the other day he made his first three-pointer in a game, and this was the first time he's done that since college. That's right. 
That is right. Actually, ironically, it was last time in college um, when he was playing College of Charleston in Charleston. Really? Yeah, I found that out the other day. I wow. was like, man, cool. So maybe I just took all of his three-point strength <laughs> and snatched it up. All right, whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> but the Bible did say that um, strange things will happen in the end of times, and I think this this qualifies as one of those strange things. So the <laughs> end is nigh. Is that for the league or just in general? I don't know. <laughs> just keep the spooky voice. <laughs> so we had a chance to go to a Hornets game. And they were playing the Pelicans. Uh, we originally got tickets, and we were working on an interview for that. Uh, un- unfortunately, that interview at that time fell through. However, we were able to get some post-game passes and even um, better tickets, and we ended up sitting with the family, which was pretty amazing. So shout out to Adam yeah. Lennons for that. He's great. He's a great sport. But we're going to get that in- interview to you soon, of course. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to talk about our experience there just for a little bit. Nick, what was your favorite part? I don't know. Just being able to, I walked on the court and that was pretty great. I got yelled at for walking on the court after mm-hmm. that. So the security guard didn't really like that too much, but it's probably didn't right. like you moonwalking on it and your, your scuff yeah, shoes. That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And when I tried to dunk the ball, he didn't like that either. Oh, you, you were trying to dunk it. I didn't even see your feet leave the ground. Yeah. They lowered the goal, and I was trying when it was level with the ground. But he, it was he level with the I ground. Still missed. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's impressive. I I need the advantage, yeah. you know. <laughs> that was pretty great. I'm meeting, getting to meet a bunch of a bunch of great players like Devontae mm-hmm. Graham for the Hornets. That was great, and then some Pelicans players. Um, like we met JJ Redick. That was that was great. Uh, who I I don't know about that. I've I've kind of blocked out that that interaction with JJ because I, we we. Well, I had a very embarrassing moment with him. I said, uh, once we got a picture, I was like, JJ, I love your podcast. And he goes, okay. And then I said, because clearly the the bland okay means he wants to talk more. I said, we have a sports podcast too. To which he replied, okay. At least he smiled in the picture though. Yeah, at least he smiled in the picture and wasn't like... Oh, man, that would have been awful. But, I mean, I kind of had a similar experience with um, Brandon Ingram. I went up to him like, hey, Brandon, I just want to let you know, like, I have you as the most improved player this year. And he's like, okay, thanks. And then just dapped me up and walked away. And I'm like... Wasn't he he like, uh, okay. I couldn't tell if he was, like, offended or just like, why is this guy talking to me? Like, I'm I'm just trying to leave. He had Bojangles, like, a a big giant container of Bojangles chicken and then a Bojangles sweet tea because... A half a gallon of sweet tea. I mean, as did every other player on the Pelicans team because Bojangles just gives them to the players after after the games in Charlotte. But, I mean, just walking around, he's like, just just leave me alone, man. I just want to go home. Yeah. (laughs) But now, because of that, every, every time any account on Instagram posts about Brandon Ingram, I'm, I'm commenting MIP and tagging him in it. And the Pelicans. No one's replied yet, but hopefully, fingers crossed, I mean, we have a long season, so. I've replied? What are you talking about? Am I a nobody? Uh, when I say nobody, I meant Brandon Ingram or the Pelicans. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not you, buddy. <laughs> it, it, it was a fun experience for sure. I don't think we initially knew that we were sitting with the families, and uh, as the game progressed, we realized... Wait a minute, where are we sitting? Because we were in the 100 level, so we were eight rows, I believe, from the court. And I think it was it was about halftime where we realized, wait a minute, these are the families. Yeah, like Devontae Graham's family was right behind us. Like, it, yeah. it was great. Yeah, and then I, I believe Dwayne Bacon, some of his family members were in front of us as well. Um, and Josh Hart's family was to the left of us. We didn't really get to talk to them because they came in late. But it was, it was so, it, it, it's going to be hard going back to a, 
a basketball game. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest. Oh, yeah. Another great thing that happened is there was an official there just Ooh. sitting in the stands grading How'd other How did you know officials. he was official? Um, he was just wearing a suit and everyone else was wearing Hornets gear. So he kind of stuck oh. out. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> man, like we have a podcast. Would you be interested in doing it? And he's like, no, I work for the league. I can't. I'm like, like, all right, if you change your mind, here, here's our business card and our phone numbers are on the back. He said no. He, he did look like a mob member. I'm not going to lie. He was wearing an all-black suit, black pants, black shoes, purple shirt, yeah. purple tie. Yeah. I His Italian he had... heritage did not help that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he ended up being an official. You ended up looking him up, too. Yeah, I looked up all the officials because he's like, I, I'm here to watch the game. And I'm like, okay, that's not. So I looked it up and apparently he, he grades the officials right now to see how they're doing. Um, which is kind of cool. Uh, just a side note of that, you did ask him, and then he moved sections. He did. <laughs> he got up from his seat and moved to a completely different section. It, I'm sure it was unrelated to you. I think it was because of the view of things. Sure. Yeah. Whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> but it was a great, great experience. Yeah. All Shout right. out, Adam. It was awesome. Shout out, Adam. All right. Now we're going to kind of jump into jump into some fun things. So, Gabe. What teams have you been disappointed with after a month of games? So for me, I'm looking at my list, and it's not—it's obviously teams that you're not going to expect right now, but um, I'm going to explain on the way. I have the Nuggets, the Trailblazers, and the Pelicans. The Pelicans, I think, were... They just haven't been playing that well. They've recently kind of been on a winning streak, I believe starting at that Charlotte game that we saw. Um so they've been playing good. However, I think they need to get a little bit better, both with like their injured players. Um, obviously Zion's out, but I mean like Lonzo Ball. He needs to kind of come back and make more more waves. The Trailblazers, I have pretty disappoint. I'm pretty disappointed in them simply because, like we were talking about earlier, they're not doing well, and I thought they would be exceptional this year. Um, but I don't think it's Dame time yet. And then finally, the Nuggets. I have the Nuggets on there because something seems off. They're winning by like twos and threes and even like game winning shots, which credit to them, that's amazing. And a win is a win. This seems very different from the team we saw last year in the sense of like blowing teams out and number one in the West, number one in the West. They're, they're obviously, they're up there, but I don't know, man. Um, I'm still a Nuggets bandwagon, obviously, but I don't know. I don't know. They see just something seems off. I don't know what it is yet. They just seem a lot slower. You know what I mean? Like as far as the pace goes. Yeah. I don't know. It's a month in, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Who do you have? I, I have the Trailblazers, kind of like what you, you were touching on. Like, I mean, to go from a top five team last year to where they are now, I mean, essentially the bottom of the West is pretty crazy. Like, especially signing a bunch of new players and bringing trading players. Um, yeah, when, like when they got to sign White, Whiteside um, and then now with Carmelo Anthony, I mean, hopefully something starts clicking. Just one note about that. I am not a Hassan Whiteside, Whiteside fan, and I think he might be the issue. He really? Yep. Time out. Pause. Why? Okay, sorry. He He doesn't seem like he wants to play. He's great on defense, but when it comes to like the offense side of things, or sometimes he takes defensive possessions off even. It's just like, you can't really do that. We traded you. We traded two of our players for you. It's like, dude, you got to show up. Do you think that was is just just in Portland or do you think that was also in Miami? It was absolutely in Miami. It's it's there's I can remember like one, maybe two seasons 
where he was like, oh my gosh, this guy's this guy's legit. And then Dwayne Wade left, and then it all unfolded. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I think he's a little bit overhyped, and I, I know people on Twitter see it because I see the comment section, but... <laughs> I mean, they can't do anything about it. Like, like you said, they traded Miles Leonard away for it for him. So, was Miles Leonard's better? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. I also have the Warriors. I mean, of course, I'm going to be disappointed. In bandwagon fan. Uh, bandwagon fans anonymous. <laughs> but I mean, there's this kind of bunch of injuries, and then like we touched on before, was it smart putting all your eggs in one basket for D'Lo? It was not panned out. So, and then I have the Pistons. I just thought the Pistons I mean, really. I thought they'd be doing a whole lot better than they actually are right now. And like we said, it's 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 a month in, so who knows? Times will change. But And Blake Griffin is still somewhat playing. Yeah, somewhat playing. He definitely looks like a shell of himself, obviously. But I believe he's a free agent next year. Ooh, that'll be interesting. All right, who are you surprised by, Carl? As far as surprises, obviously, I'm surprised by the Hornets. I think everyone expected them to just kind of not show up for the league and just turn into a G League team. But dang, have they been playing their hearts out between like Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, the rookie, and um, Devontae Graham, who we met, MBD. Yeah. Um, uh, side note, I haven't washed my hands since I shook his hand. I mean, it's been like three weeks, but it's kind of smell. I, I know you're you're really proud of that moment, but coming from a friend, I think you should wash your hand. But why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Uh, another team that I have uh, surprising me is the Mavericks. Um, I think we talked about this earlier. Luka Doncic is going crazy. And it didn't show up early in the, the season because I think they ended up going like they were definitely losing more than they were winning. But now they've kind of found their rhythm. And I, honestly, I could attribute it to Luka just taking over. Him saying, okay, cool. Luca being Luca. Luca being Luca. And then finally, I have the Heat based in Miami. I think no one expected them to be that good, especially with their their rookie Nun and Harrow. Oh, and that guy they picked up this um, offseason too, Jimmy Butler. Is that his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. James Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot him. Jimothy? Um, Jimothy. <laughs> no, I mean, they've. They've really made a name for themselves in the league. They're they're up there in the standings right now, and that's for a reason. Yeah, they haven't they haven't lost a game at home yet. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I I have the Heat. I'm, I've been pretty surprised surprised by them this season so far. And like you said, I mean, I, I'm 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 excited to see Jimmy Butler there. Um, and then all it, it's crazy. Like all these teams get these big name players in the draft, and then you have players who are undrafted or or lower draft players and they're doing a whole lot better than some of the players who are actually drafted so crazy i have the suns and i'll just go and say the timberwolves too which is crazy because a couple episodes ago we talked about them being the bottom of the bottom of the west but wild wild west they're ahead of people like the trailblazers the spurs yeah whoa it's crazy the spurs on a losing streak of eight by the way sorry Wanted to throw that out there. Sad day for Pop. Yeah. I think, I think. I mean, the youth maybe have finally decided to grow up. Andrew Wiggins, we kind of gave him a lot of flack earlier in the episodes. And he's shown out. He's been out, obviously, with some illnesses and some personal personal matters. But in the games that he was in, he was going off. Now, if they can combine that with Cat going off, it seems like either or are going off. So it's either 
uh, Andrew Wiggins or Carl Anthony Towns. But if they can switch it, which might be hard just because of like who's holding the ball, but if they can switch it to where both of them are on at the same time, or going off rather, man, that would be a team to reckon with. Maybe they're playing. Maybe they're playing long ball, and each of them are going off on a separate occasion. So that way, later in the season, they can can combine forces and both go off at the same time. When and everyone take down else. the empire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I also have the Mavs too, kind of like what we talked on before with Luca. Like, I mean, I was surprised by them. Like you said, started out slow, and then they're just building momentum and keep building momentum and thirty point triple doubles for ten games, building momentum. So wild. Yeah, we. I saw someone um, liken this to the the true second coming of LeBron James. Now, there's been a lot of people saying like, "Oh, Andrew Wiggins is the new LeBron James. Zion Williamson's the Le- new LeBron James. Ben Simmons. Ben, yeah, Ben Simmons. But maybe Luca might be the real deal here. I know. I know. It's it's only a month in. I got. I got I got a hot takes, a man. Bit. Hot takes. But still, maybe it actually is. Maybe the uh, where everyone is freaking out and. The Mavericks could have had Trey Young. Maybe they got the better better deal. I feel bad for our friends in Atlanta. You know, our, especially my three three best friends, uh, the Migos. But mm-hmm. why you feel bad? Because I mean, they could have had Luca. They could have had Luca, but they got Trey. I mean, Trey's been Trey's been Ice great Trey. for them. You're right. Ice. Oh, sorry, Ice Trey, the fourth Ice Migo. Trey. Fourth Migo. Offset. Take off. Quavo. Hucho. Hucho. Nice. So we we hit on this earlier. Talked about the concept. The, the social construct, if you will, of Ooh. load management. Is it necessary? Is it worth it? Should I be on load management while in graduate school? Yes, 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 no. I think you only asked three questions, but I threw another yes in there. Uh. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And whatever about you? No, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, I, I think it definitely has its pros and cons. I think We'll see in the near future that the league is going to set restrictions on load management um, just because a lot of players are sitting out due to quote-unquote load management, and I don't know if it's appropriate or not for such players at at specific times to be sitting out. Um, I do think, I mean, you're asking a lot of players to play 82 games, and yeah, it's great and crazy when they can, but I mean, they're human. They got to take care of their body because it's their investment. So if they need to sit out a a game or two throughout the season, I I think it's fine. I completely agree. I challenge anyone who's listening to this and has not played like 35 minutes of consistent kind of hard style basketball. I encourage you to go try it because you will be winded. Obviously, you are not in the, the same shape. But if you're comparing sample sizes, they're playing against people of their caliber and you'll be playing against people who are your caliber. So try it out tell me how you feel after the game and then the next day because a lot of these people have back-to-backs which i think that should be completely removed i don't know how they're going to do that i think that should be completely removed either extend the season or shorten shorten the amount of games i obviously don't want to see less games but if it's going to get to the point where people are just going to be sitting out against great matchups like the clippers and um the bucks Kawhi ended up sitting that game out granted the the Bucks barely won that, which was kind of surprising. But there was a lot of like people. It was, I think, believe it, it was in LA as well. So there was a lot of season ticket holders like, "What? We wanted to see Kawhi go against the Greek Freak." Blah blah blah. Um, so you got to think about it from like, yes, the health and fitness side, but as well as the kind of financial and um, the honestly the fan side of things. You can't just sit them out 
and there ended up being some drama around that where Doc said he was just he was just resting. Uh, and they ended up getting mixed signals through the NBA and like, ah, he said the wrong thing. Final. So yeah, I think load management. I, I definitely believe it is a big issue, but I I think it doesn't. I think it doesn't reside in the fact that the players are going like playing a lot. I think it resides in the fact that the there's a lot of games. Yeah, and and they've kind of like a couple of years ago players were resting during big games and, and the league set restrictions on that and I think that's where the term load management came into play or became so popular then so I think like, like I said I think there'll be within the next probably season or two restrictions on load management for especially because the league's a business so they're going to want to make sure that when when fans are coming to watch big players like like you said um, with the matchup that just happened between uh, the Clippers and the Bucks. Like, I'm sure fans were disappointed not to see that matchup. So, and they're going to just stop paying to see that and they can just watch it at home, you know? And then the league doesn't make money. So, right. Um, here's a question for you. As the resident Warriors fan, do you think all of those injuries are true injuries? No. Um, I, I think Draymond might be injured. I'm not going to say, like, I, I, I don't know. He knows his body, but I think. I think some of the players might not be as injured as they're saying, and it's just a crappy season for them. So they're kind of taking the weak way out, if you will. I know it might be upsetting some people, but it's just, it's crazy. Like he'll come in one game feeling fine and then injured, and then he'll sit out and then play two games and then injured. I, I don't know. Like One of the things is I don't hear about the injuries until one or two days later. So it makes me think, um, wait a minute. He was fine. He was jumping up and down when they won. Oh, they're playing this tough team. Maybe suddenly he has a hamstring injury. Yeah. I'm not just talking just about Draymond Green. I mean, I'm talking about other people in the league. I can't give specific names, but I remember seeing like a day later, it's like, oh, yeah, I tweaked my hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's a, that's the thing, right? Hamstring? Yeah, I tweaked that. Yeah. String hams. <laughs> Thanksgiving, string hams, hamstring, turkey legs. Lakers and four. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, it'll be interesting to see what what's what, what the future holds for load management. Hopefully, the players are able to plead their case for it because I mean, like we said, it's their body, it's their investment. So they should definitely mm-hmm. get a say in it. Absolutely, I agree. So Nick, on a transition note, I'm going to ask you your MVP uh, of this season thus far. I'm going to give you six options, and just based on like what you've seen, um, what you've heard how they've been playing, what shoes they wear. You decide who's the MVP. Okay. Ready? Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, James Harden, Kemba Walker, Pascal Siakam, Luka Doncic. I'm going to say LeBron. You're going to say LeBron. Woohoo! I'm going to I... say LeBron because a couple reasons. Everyone likes a comeback story. Um, it's, if, he does, if he were to win this, he would be the oldest MVP ever, which mm-hmm. is crazy. And then I just think, like, I don't know, the Pascal, Kimba are just up there for now. I mean, they're great players, right. but they're up there for now. Um, James Harden and Antetokounmpo. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I have a stutter. Um, Remix. <laughs> they're, they're just going to battle it out for second place. They're both, again, great players. They reigning MVP, reigning last year MVP, or two years ago MVP, like, in, in his head, multiple-time MVP. But yeah. I don't know. I think I think LeBron's going to go off, especially like MVP mindset. He's gonna he's gonna be the most valuable player on the team, building up morale and, and helping Anthony Davis and the rest of the team. Right. 
he LeBron James seems like he's having fun. LeBron James plays the best when he is having fun. Yeah. It's I'm sorry I mean, if I upset any of my friends out there who are LeBron haters, but yeah, had to be said. You definitely don't like LeBron. So this is this is high praise coming from you. Yeah. I never would have thought that in however many years he's been in the league, what is it, 42 years in the league now, that he would be playing at this caliber. Um, it's incredible. And I do think that he is well-deserving of the, the MVP. I think arguments could be made for Giannis simply because he performs on both ends of the court. I think that Giannis could get his assist numbers up, but when he's averaging about one and a half uh, to two steals and blocks per game, that's crucial. And that's the only reason that I put both Giannis and LeBron James above James Harden in this situation because it has been known that James Harden tends to take like the defensive possession off. And if you think about the name, MVP, most valuable player, it's not best offensive player. Clearly, that's James Harden. Like, we're, we're not even going to argue that. James Harden is the best offensive player in the league, unless you disagree, because then we can argue it. But no. I doubt you disagree, because no. he's averaging, what, thirty over 35 points a game. It's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, just um, to kind of speak speak on his defensive side real quick, I mean, eight. he's got averaging 8.2 rebounds. So, I mean, that, that's pretty good for someone who doesn't really play defense. Yeah, but when you're comparing it to like... But Kimball uh, Walker has 5.1, and he's still in the... I, I don't think Kimball Walker should be in the MVP. I'm with you. I think it's just because the Celtics are doing good that he suddenly... Like, he, the numbers that he's putting up does not even hold a candle to... Um, Everyone else in that list. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, Doncic is averaging a triple-double. Yeah, that doesn't hold as much weight now that Russ has done it for ever three seasons, I believe. So Pascal Siakam, he's going to have to go off to even stay in this conversation. But right now, I don't, Giannis, LeBron, and Harden, those are the three people that you have to watch out for. Because A, they, they're on great teams with great records, and B, they're leading this team. Each yeah. of their respective teams, rather. So another fun fact: if Luca continues like and, and actually gets the MVP, then he's going to be the youngest MVP. So you have potential for the oldest MVP and the youngest MVP in this race right now. That's true. Ooh, interesting. I I think it's unfortunately going to come down to record at the end of the, end of the day because record does play a little larger role in kind of the grading. Because if you're the most valuable player, you're going to lead your team to victories. Okay. I'd rather have an NBA championship, but that's just me. Yeah. So right now, Caesars has Giannis and Harden at the top, um, and I think LeBron could easily make his way into that conversation, as we've, we've just talked about. Um, but, man, 30 points, 14 rebounds. It's going to be hard to, to compete with Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. So moving forward... Nick, which, which kind of plot line will you be following in the weeks to come? Is there like a specific team that you're going to be like, ooh, I'm going to watch them. I'm going to see how they perform. Is there even like a player or maybe something that's going on, like the load management conversation? What do you think? What do you think is going to start to make waves? I mean, of course, I'm going to follow the Hornets some more because they're doing great, surprisingly, right. surprisingly great. And then all those Devontae Graham, and just number one fan right now since – Shook hands. Uh, so I'm gonna follow that storyline a good bit. The load management, I think, I think it's gonna start unfolding a good bit more. We're only a month in, and players have been sitting out several games. So 
if, if, if we're just going to look at a trend, it's going to continue to grow. I mean, maybe something's going to happen this year with load management. Who knows? But mm-hmm. yeah, those are those are those all, are the two I'm going to follow. I'm definitely going to follow Luka Doncic because someone of his caliber, like at some point, it's going to become like a breaking point. We're going to see him after like four games and six days or seven days if he like if he shows up, he still does the triple double performance, or he kind of tapers off and. His, his teammates kind of do start to pull a little bit more of their own weight, which I think could be argued. Um, another like kind of plot line I'll follow is James Harden and his foul calling or not foul calling, but foul like drawing drawing. Yeah. That's the, that's the term I'm looking for. Um, when you're av- when you're, I think it was 14 free throws, free throw attempts a game. That's a lot. So I mean, good for him for trying to do it, but I think I think defenses will start to be like, well, I think we know how to beat him now. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see all these plot lines. If you guys have a plot line you think is, is better than our plot line, we'd love to hear it. I mean, you can definitely send it to us on uh, Instagram, Twitter. MySpace. MySpace, yep. Yeah, we're bringing that back um, along with Homing Justin Pigeon. Timberlake. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, we just we just set that up. We try to give them to people, but they keep coming back, so I don't I don't know how that's going to work. It's weird. Weird homing pigeons. <laughs> Nick, hit us with that fun fact, boy. All right. Since we've kind of been talking about MVPs and load management, I figured I'd find one that combines both of them in a way. So Bill Walton won the MVP in, in 1978 while just playing 58 games in that season. Portland ended up finning, finishing the season 58-24, and in that 58 games Walton played with them, the Blazers went 48-10. and 10. So I'd say he's, he's pretty, meets that MVP, and I guess you could kind of say load management if, if that was a thing back in the best 78. Yeah, yep. That's probably the best example of MVP because that takes into account also the winning record. That's pretty wild, though. Only 58 games. Yeah. And they they won. Golly, that is crazy. Man, old Bill Walton. What a boomer. <laughs> okay. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Why'd you have to disrespect him like that? <laughs> you didn't have to. Sorry. You didn't have to. Right, and that's a, so that concludes our, um, our wonderful episode, uh, starting off with the Warriors Bandwagon Anonymous fan. It was actually started by our own Nick Mock, so... We'll we'll post his phone number in case you want to co- call him. And just complain. Uh, he's a good he's a good listener. But anyway, uh, we got more interviews coming for you on the way. Um, all of which have that blue check that you so love. So yeah, uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Call us out. Shout us out. Subscribe. Take us out. Subscribe. Give us a rating on iTunes wherever you're watching uh, or listening rather on Spotify. Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Are we in TuneIn? We're in TuneIn. We're everywhere, dude. Yeah. We're everywhere. You you Google us, we're there. Hopefully. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully you've already found us if you've listened thus far. Yeah. But um, we also have stickers. If you want stickers, hit us up. And yeah, from Cardboard Boxies. My name is Gabe. My name is Nick. And we are Cardboard Boxies. Toodaloo. <laughs>